Hello, welcome to the NCUTM podcast. This is the third in our series called Teaching Through the Pandemic. In these episodes, we're hoping to address some of the new and unique challenges facing maths teachers with the COVID restrictions of autumn 2020. Each episode in the series is a, a short interview with a teacher to discuss one specific challenge and some of the ways they've tried to overcome the challenge. We hope that those of you listening to these interviews might be able to use some of what you hear to inform your own reflections and professional conversations. I'm Gwen Trezida from NCUTM Communications, and today I'm talking to Simon Ball, who teaches at a sixth form college in central Manchester. Hello, Simon. Hello there. Hi. The students you're teaching, are they all post-16? Are they all 16 to 18 or are they older yes. ones? Yes. Right. Uh, it's, it's 16 to 19, essentially, yes. Okay. And I've got no adult learners. Right. And you're teaching uh, GCSE, Resit and A-Level, is that right? Yes. Yeah. A-level okay. maths and A-level statistics as well. Okay. So Simon's going to talk to us today about the blended learning model that he's using to teach maths this term and how he's making that work. Tell us how you are doing things. What are the new restrictions in your college and how and how have things changed since, well, since before lockdown? Um, Post lockdown, I've become yeah. much more proficient at okay. using Teams, which is good. So you're still using Teams? We absolutely are, yes. Mm. And the reason for that is um, being such a, a big, you know, educational establishment, we decided that we were going to operate on a kind of week A, week B system where half the students would come in in week A. Right. The other half would stay at home and experience the lesson through Microsoft Teams. And then next week it would, of course, swap over. So the students who've been at home would come in. Those who were in would be at home and again be watching the lesson through teams right so, let me get this right so yep. you've got a full class but half yes. of them are in front of you and half of them are at home on your screen and they're all receiving the same lesson at the same time that's exactly it yes incredible <laughs> okay go on <laughs> tell us how it works well um essentially i've now learned how to share the screen on teams so what i'm doing most of the time is go through the examples in the notes booklet that we've got for most of our subjects and I'll display the the PDF of that the students have their own physical copies of that now um, but I, I like to show the the uh, the question through the PDF so I can zoom in on it and not have to re-angle the visualizer which is my other most important tool <clears throat> so once once I've you know seen the question um, I go to the visualizer and work it through there and you know highlight things and and important things and so on and so forth and then we set questions after that and it's almost like normal teaching I was going to say but it's obviously wildly uh, different. So when you're making notes on the pdf yep. you're not making notes on the computer you're making notes on a paper copy is that right? Uh, it's, yeah so I'm writing on a just a block of paper as the students would really and you know I take the essential details of the question and then sort of go through it um highlighting key points and so on and so forth and right. similarities between previous examples and all this the yeah. kind of thing that teachers would ordinarily do and before lockdown would you ever have used a visualizer like that before um certainly not to the extent that i am doing now um i've had sort of varying experiences with visualizers in the past so some of the ones that i've used in a previous establishment um, I felt that I wasn't getting the, the focus on the whole page 
because you know a decent maths question can fill half a page quite easily mm. so having to sort of rearrange it as I went and I didn't feel satisfied um, with doing it that way uh, the main thing I was using the visualizer for before lockdown was actually um, calculator usage so focusing in on the screen of my calculator and going right I'm pressing this you know I'm just thinking about our listeners who maybe haven't done much or even any online teaching, but are maybe anticipating having to do some. What would you suggest yeah. as ground rules? I mean, obviously, your students post 16s, so that might be different for teachers that are teaching younger students. But give us the ground rules that you set. Um, I think the, the most important thing is that uh, the students have their microphones off at all times. So I'm okay. the only the only speaker um, unless I specifically ask them a question. Um, it's kind of difficult to involve the students at home um, as often as I would like, perhaps. Right. Um, and equally, the students in the room need to be quite quiet so that everything can kind of get across um, as well as possible. Um, apart from that, I think uh, they should feel able and free to ask me as many questions as is necessary, just as they would if they were in class. So a lot of people are making extensive use of the um, chat box right. that comes alongside each Teams meeting and various things are being asked. The other thing to kind of consider is that, you know, the Internet connection that some students have can be a little bit patchy and they might not be viewing it on a, you know, a nice big laptop screen. It might be on a on a phone or something. So you've got to be alive to the fact that you might have to repeat things. One of my golden rules now is don't say the word don't, if that makes sense, because if the Internet just drops out for that moment, they might do the exact opposite of what it is that's <laughs> that's needed. So, yeah, um, just clarity um, and, yeah, making sure that everybody's got an opportunity to ask questions. Right. Okay. If they need to. So the students in front of you, you'd expect them to put their hands up. Is that right? Yes, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And as then usual. The students online can put a question in the chat. Yes, that's it. Um, okay. And the, there is also a, a hands up facility on Teams as well. So they can sort of indicate if you go over to uh, to them instead of just because you've got to display the visualizer to the students in the room just as much as the students at home. How did you get so proficient at this? Was it just through doing it or did you practice over the summer or and have you made lots of mistakes in front of students? <laughs> Oh, I've, I've made several mistakes, yes. Uh, so the for the, the students at home, they, as I say, they, they get that screen projected and that's completely fine. But if I want to to you know, set the do the register or something like that, then I might freeze the board in the room. And uh, you'd think that once you did that once and the student said you've, you've left the board frozen, to, then you might not do it again. But no, I managed it three times in one lesson, the exact same mistake, leaving the board frozen ridiculous um i think i've i've if if i am proficient then uh, it's because i've kind of uh, just jumped in at the deep end and experimented with what's with what's possible i've yeah. only left myself muted once though that's <laughs> a it's a proud record at the moment but yeah more more um freezing of the board has has taken place than mistakes with muting and unmuting and this but is it, all your lessons every all week is it Yes. So yeah, you, you're going to get proficient at it quite quickly. Aren't absolutely. You? Yeah. You've there's sort of no other choice almost. Yeah. And what's your engagement like? Would you say it? Have you managed to get it to the sort of levels you'd normally expect seeing them all face to face all the time? Um, not quite. Uh, the students at home, it can be a little bit patchy for them. 
um, for for various reasons. So I'm I'm trialing to get how you know ways to get more engagement um, from them. And this week, I've experimented with uh, multiple choice questions, which are great for the students in the room because they you know they put their answers on the mini whiteboard and hold that up at the end, and that's wonderful. Um, and for the students at home, I can just say, right, can you type your your three replies, your three letters into the chat box right now and just press send. And it kind of almost mimics everyone holding up their mini whiteboards at the same time because you get an avalanche of responses and really no one should have a chance of copying somebody else. So it's really interesting. So they all have to press send at the, the same time, do they? That's what I'd like to happen. Obviously, there's a little bit of input lag here and there. So, it, yeah. you know, you don't overload the system and get them all at the same time um but it's it's pretty close it's certainly within um 30 seconds of each other that the majority are getting their responses in so that was really useful um it was quite interesting actually that all the students in the room um got the three answers correct but online about a third of them had chosen the wrong answer for the middle one so i was really interested by that yeah um not able to spend too much time on picking it now unfortunately <laughs> But it's you know it's that's the best thing I've found so far. Anything more complicated, um, you know how difficult it is to type maths into things anyway. Yeah. So you know what is what is the integral of this, and you're already mm -hmm. onto a bit of a loser if you're trying to get them all to put their answer in at the same time and display it. Yeah, of course. So the the multiple choice seems to be the way forward at the moment. If there's right. something better, I'll uh, I'm sure I'll think of it. <laughs> so um, can you? Can you think of an example of something specific that you've taught um, that our listeners might well have taught as well and that's that's gone well on teaching it like this? What we've been doing most recently, the, the best example I can think of is um, some coordinate geometry. So we've just this week got to kind of the business end of the coordinate geometry of with the year 12 students. And we've got to those problems where there are three coordinates and they form a triangle and a question later on says so find the area of the triangle and quite often the best thing to do is to turn the little sketch that you've made so you can see it from a certain angle and suddenly something becomes the base and something becomes the height and it's all obvious when i've written this on an ordinary whiteboard it is of course quite difficult for me to <laughs> turn that so that it can be seen from the correct angle but if you're on the visualizer then you literally just turn your page like the students would Right. So that's been extremely useful for me. And then we can all see, ah, right, it's that way up. So this is the base, this is the height. And we can move forward like that. So my next question was going to be, is there anything that you'd keep if you were told tomorrow that COVID had disappeared and all your students were coming back in? And I'm imagining that you might keep your visualizer. Is there anything else? Uh, I certainly would keep the visualizer. Um, I think Teams is quite a useful platform, actually, for, for many and various reasons. So the ability for students to ask questions without needing to verbalize them in front of their peers is an extremely useful thing ah. um, during lockdown um, one of my students who had barely spoken to me suddenly started exchanging lots of messages about asking for clarification on various things um, that's really and interesting it is I'd hardly yeah. heard her voice and I was her personal tutor as well as a maths teacher so that was that's a really useful thing because I often feel um, worried or guilty perhaps even for those students who sort of feel that they can't um, verbalize their their needs in maths mm. so I think it's it's going to be a good platform um, going forward as long as you don't let it take over your life 
Um, students now- have messaged me at 11 p.m. in the past when I am sound asleep. <laughs> so so what yeah what I was thinking then is how would you manage that if you had them all in front of you but are you talking about they could message you outside class times yeah yeah uh, I you know ideally no one would have their phone out on their desk to send a sort of quick message through that which would be difficult to check if they were all in front of me anyway because presumably I wouldn't be using the platform live so yeah I'm thinking more about when they're doing homework tasks or independent tasks and they can ask me questions um through teams then yeah. well, thank you simon it's been really really interesting talking to you and um i hope you've i hope you've inspired a few teachers that might be feeling scared of of the online platforms um if they haven't done much of it yet though i think more and more teachers are becoming rapidly familiar with these things and thank you at home for listening i hope you found simon's insight useful We're continuing to record this podcast series. So if something has arisen in your classroom since reopening that you think would be useful for us to explore in the series, then please do get in touch. Or maybe you've got an adaptation to the current situation that you'd like to share with other teachers. Our Twitter handle is at NCETM. Our email address is info at ncetm.org.uk. And you can find us on Facebook too. Until the next episode, goodbye.